Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor. Uh, you. It should be you anyway, uh, because the way that the Sunranto show stays on the air is because of you, our Patreon subscribers, which... Because you're listening to this feed of the Sunranto Show, which is not early, it's not ad-free, um, is not you. And I wish it was you. So please go to patreon.com slash sunranto, and for as little as a dollar, you can have ad-free and early access to our Patreon RSS feed, which you can paste and copy in any podcatcher and download the show and listen to it at your leisure without advertising. Uh, you get access to our show notes with a lot of great info about the pitching matchups and what's going on with the Cubs opponent in that series. Uh, plus, you get access to the Sunranto Super Ranters page where we sometimes have post-show and uh, post-game discussions. Um, at the $5 level, you get all of my Cubs music and the Bleacher Bum Band's Cubs music and HQ downloads sent right to your RSS feed. For 10 bucks. you get the Ranter calendar, and your name gets shown at the end of every show as a Super Ranter. Um, now, if that wasn't great enough, 10% a month of all of our Patreon donations goes straight to the Lost Boys program, where we help kids in Chicago play baseball, which is what this is all about. Uh, final plea, if you would give each one of us a dollar um you know like if we were just like out in front of jewel you know like maybe one time throughout the year well that's a three dollar pledge if you would buy us a beer at wrigley field that's a three dollar pledge um all the money goes right back into the show uh, for the stream yard that we stream live on uh for our events for hosting our website and the podcast for advertising uh, tickets and batteries and beer and mics and headphones all of it um, the link to subscribe is in the podcast notes of this episode. So please, please subscribe. Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash sunranto, and you'll never hear a message like this again. Please join us, patreon.com slash sunranto. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old stuff beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Oh, man, I, I totally screwed up the beginning of the show. I, I forgot to add you to the stream, Michael. So you we, you came in right in the middle of a, oh, so. Oh, really? I, well, I, was, um, I thought that was on me. Oh, good. I'll blame you. No, it was, <laughs> it was all my fault. I, I, no, I, listen, 
And uh, full disclosure, hi, welcome to Sunranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. We got E.E. Uh, e. Cubbings, known as Michael Cotton, who you just uh, heard right there. Crawley's in his car on the way back from Wrigley Field, where we were at season ticket holder Family Appreciation Day. And if maybe you could hear from the sound of my voice that it was a long, rough weekend for uh, me and Crawley, uh, for the Cubs, I don't, uh, uh, Crawley lost his car at some point. Um, I, I stayed up all night long drinking and playing music. Uh, we just we had so much fun. This was a really fun weekend for seeing friends and stuff. But I'm telling you, this was a rough weekend for the Cubs. <laughs> to what, oh. Get your ass swept at Wrigley Field against the Cardinals and stuff. So, A four-game sweep, too. Well, well... A clown ball, a three and two thirds game. Yeah, sweet. But it sucked. I mean, I had a great, I had a great time. Bleacher Bum Band played. Um, took a bunch of pictures. We uh, on Saturday night we had everybody over and had a little barbecue. And man, we played music till like three three thirty in the morning. We had Crawley was on guitar. Uh, Jeff was playing. We had a flute out. We had the piano out. Johnny Anamanapia was here. We went through the Beatles fake book. I mean, and this is after I had already performed a show, <laughs> you know, in the daytime. And so uh, and we're just breaking night at both ends. Next day, I wake up at uh, uh, 10, uh, 15 in the morning. And uh, unfortunately, I was meeting my cousin at 1030. And I still like, oh, God, oh, you know, and he got a little kid knock, knock, knock on my door. And I was like, come out to spill, smell like booze. It was just like such a fun weekend. And yeah, it was fun, fun hanging out with like, you know, Bill Sugis came out and uh, watched Bleacher Bump Band and Crawley was there. And man, I, it, and it was just so much fun. I had so much fun. I went on a rooftop. Thanks to this guy, Dustin DeVore, because I got all-inclusive there. Like, it was just a wild Cubs weekend, and oh, I am he, exhausted. I had a question about DeVore. Any relation to the Reds podcaster, or is that, like, I'm I'm getting confused with the divorce around here now. Yeah, I never even met a DeVore, and now I know two. So weird. Yeah. All I know is that, all I know is that my liver hurts. I know. I'm Listen, I'm in a lot of pain. I, I, we were just at Wrigley Field. And I, and you guys were like, hey, let's go upstairs and let's go see one more thing. And I was like, actually, guys, I think I got to go. I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to crap my pants here. I really feel I have to go home. <laughs> I'm like, this can't. But look, look how much fun. I'm going to show a few pictures. Uh, Lee Smith was hanging out. He was in the visitor's dugout. So I got a picture of Lee with uh, Crawley I'm putting up here. And uh, Jed gave a little speech. Uh, there's Jeremiah Poprocki and Cole Wright. And, uh, oh, those, those guys did, are so nice. Did Jed explain how they're going to go about the rebuild? Is that what they were doing today? No, it's not a rebuild. Oh, except for it's right. I keep forgetting. It's not a rebuild. Yeah, even though they, they're not going to tear anything down, they're just going to trade all the your favorite players from all time, from the all-time Cubs list, all in one day. But that's not a, a, that's not a teardown. No, that's, that's a just, tear up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's we building from tore within. It up. Yeah. So check out this picture. We got to go up into the press box. So Jarrett, the bass player from uh, Bleacher Bump Band, otherwise on here he's guy serious. So nice. he has some comments here. We're here with uh, Jeremiah Poprocky, nicest guy you'll meet. Jeremiah, such a nice fellow. Uh, so he really seems we, like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, super genuine, super down to earth, very welcoming and open. And uh, then we got to see uh, Josh. Uh, look at that awesome shirt he's wearing. It's the Apo Taco Cat. 
shirt. Oh, yeah. And he was just, he was like chatting with us while he was playing. Like, I'm, I can't do that. Like, if I was playing, I'd be like, All right, everybody's got to shut up so I can figure out what I'm doing. But, but there's Crawley and Jarrett with Josh. And, uh, you know, he was super nice, too. Super nice guy. And then uh, I, I got to put up one more thing for the weekend because Crawley sent me this uh, <laughs> this meme he made of himself of uh, – Crawley in a uh, the movie poster of Dude Where's My Car, and you got Stuart McVicker in there too. Um, <laughs> so C- Crawley Crawley lost his car. He for- he had forgotten that we moved the car at some point uh, closer to my house. So he he calls me on was it on Sunday? Yeah, it was Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Sunday, I see Crawley like waiting the, on the corner, and then he's just, and he, I guess you went over to go see find your car, and it wasn't there, and you're like. Dude, my fucking car's stolen. And I'm like, from Montrose? And you're like, no, from wherever else it was. And um and I'm like, no, dude, we moved the car. Meanwhile, he's at the police station already <laughs> reporting his car stolen. And oh my so, god. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> they, so they in my defense, I had quite a few Malore shots, and like you said, we were up till three in the morning, and then we had the game to go to the next day. I woke up still drunk. He had so many Malort shots, he misplaced his T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so, I, in my defense, so I sat there and um, I was going to go to the game the next day with uh, my wife. My wife. And my uh, wife. We were, we, so she picked me up and I was going to have her drive me to my car, which was on, which I thought was on Fremont. Okay, that's where I parked to go see Danny's band. So I parked my car, went to go see Danny's band. The, the sits over, and Danny's like, oh, you got to come over now. We're going to have some burgers, and we're going to have a laughter party. I'm like, all right. Well, you know, they had we had a lot of people there, so we needed another car. So while they were breaking down their instruments, I ran and grabbed my car, and I drove Danny back home on Montrose. But I forgot about that little portion of the night where I went and grabbed the car, and Danny and I went home. And so <laughs> the next morning when my wife picked me up on the corner of Sheridan Sheffield, uh, I'm like, yeah, go by Fremont, and she, I'm like, my car's right here. I had totally forgotten. And there's a police station at the end of the block of where I parked. And so the cop looks at me, and, and you know, he's already like, they're already all rolling their eye, can't stand me in the first two seconds. I'm there. I'm just doing whatever they're doing, sitting at the desk. And uh, I'm sitting there, and the cop is like, dude, nobody steals cars anymore. They'll just go carjack your ass. I'm like, but my car was there on Fremont, I swear to God. And they're like, okay, well, they didn't even know how to do a stolen car report because they hadn't done I, one in so I long. Love, I, I love where we're at with cops now. Dude, nobody steals cars steals anymore. Car. Yeah, get I'm out of here. Doing it. Get out of here. I'm not doing anything with that. You probably got towed and you parked illegally, you fool. Get out of here. Go go, go call the Lincoln Park Pirates. They've got your car. So, <laughs> I text Danny and I'm like, dude, holy shit, my car's stolen. I'm at the police station. And Danny texts me back. He's like, dude, they stole your car off of Montrose? I'm like, why would my car be at Montrose? It's on Fremont. He's like, you drove me home last night. I was like, oh, shit. So now I'm sitting there and the cops are trying to write the report. And then I'm looking at my text and I'm like, oh, um. Sorry, guys. My buddy's, uh, he, he thought I was going to get towed, so he moved my car from me. It was really quick thinking. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's not yeah, bad. Not- it's, it's really quick thinking that you lied completely unnecessarily. You could have just been like, ah, my bad. See you later, guys. And they would have been like, was it, it wasn't stolen. <laughs> but, but you were like, nah, my buddy did it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, dude, they were like, his, his, name is, 
His name's Danny Rocket, and he lives at this, and he stole my car. He stole my car. Dude, yeah, it, it, it was freaking hilarious. Hey, a quick message from our sponsor, the Spotify Green Room app. What are you doing at 8 p.m. on Thursday? Well, here's what you should be doing. You should be listening and participating with the Sunranto Show's weekly room on Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. It's free to download and, and use. You can talk to me and other fans and athletes and insiders in real time. It's free. It's an audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to big news, rumors, and, well, the games themselves. Talk to other sports fans, insiders, and athletes and executives just like me. (laughs) And uh, join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on our podcast. Yes, that's right. We will be releasing our Spotify show on the podcast. So you can participate in any discussion we are having on there. We're going Thursdays at 8 p.m. And it's a place where the Sun Ranto Show can talk about some extracurriculars around baseball, around the Cubs, around Chicago, around how we're feeling. And you can join in the conversation. It's awesome. And it's free on the iOS App Store. So download the Spotify Green Room app for free. Create a profile. Link your Twitter. And join the baseball group. Follow Sunranto Show, and then you'll be notified when the room goes live. But I'll tell you, it'll be Thursdays at 8. So join us, Spotify Green Room app. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Back to the show. Oh, I didn't mean to bring myself in twice. Hold on. I'm trying, I'm trying to upload a picture. That's why I'm in. That's why you're hitting that little echo. But uh, no, we, but it, we had way too much fun, you know, and, and but we did get, I mean, pretty blackout drunk, um, <laughs> you know, and I could say, like all night long. And we played so much music. I love I love that that uh, picture that you sent um, of uh, us as the band with Jeff with the flute and stuff. And you said, what's the name of this band? <laughs> and uh, people had some pretty good answers. My downstairs neighbor said uh, is it something like uh can you call it floor stomp <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, I think we were kind of making a little bit uh, too much music, uh, too much noise for the neighborhood at some point. It was 3 in the morning after all. Here's the picture I was going to put up. Look at this. Uh, there's Jeff with the flute and uh, Jarrett and Lindsay and Jeffer and Johnny and Keith was there. And J- Crawley and I were rocking out on the uh, guitars. We had, a, we had a pretty good band going in. Let me tell you something. Our freaking harmonies were were on point. I had so much fun doing that. We have to do it again. We have to make sure that we don't. Uh, that we got to make sure that we 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 keep that alive. Crawley, we should have a band. <laughs> there you go. It was it was fun, and and Johnny is such a great uh, piano player and and harmonizer. It was just absolutely ridiculous. I I. I I had so much fun, but I did get religious. And we were like, please God, let me not suffer anymore. Like. I it know. got to that point. Yeah, I know. And then me and Johnny stayed up all last night because today, happy birthday, Johnny. It's his 20, uh, is the 27th is his actual birthday. But at midnight on his birthday, his tradition is to drink some Irish car bombs, which is uh, Jameson, Guinness, and the, what's it called? Um, uh, the Baileys. Oh, yeah. 
So you dropped that thing in there and you drank it. And, and so we did that at midnight last night. And when I woke up for, to work today, it was not a pretty picture. Let me tell you. So, oh, yeah. But I have to say, even though the Cubs got their asses kicked all weekend um, and uh, it's by the Cardinals, who are just on fire, they, you know, they for setting a franchise record for victories, um, you, you know, in a row, winning streak, 15, 16, they end up winning 16 straight at this point. I don't know. Did they play today? They're probably so tired from kicking our ass. Who, the Cardinals? Yeah, did they play today? I don't know. I, I don't know. Look either. that up while you're while you're. I'm, lo- I'm looking it up. No, they didn't. They didn't play today. But uh, you know, it's just that was just brutal, man. Um, that series. Um, and anyway, happy birthday, Johnny. And um, and Crawley, you're just gonna pop in there and say something. No, I think he was getting yeah. out of his car. Oh, I see. So uh, let's see what else do I have in here. Okay, so Jed just spoke to us, and it was the most boring bullshit that i've ever heard he when he was talking to the season ticket holders it was just very much like oh we're not going to build anything that we're not going to tear it down this is not a rebuild this is a retool and i'm like no it's a complete rebuild you're going to get all new players but he has been saying in the press and he said it to us today that they will be very active in uh, the off season and i will believe it when i see it but you know what they're going to spend, spend smarter and i'm like well, what isn't that what you're always trying to do? Like what before you were spending dumb and now you're spending smart? Like what? I was I was looking through Reddit today and they were talking about that and everybody that was everybody's take on it. Like, oh, so you're not the plan is not to spend money dumber than you've spent over the last five years, which has been fucking ridiculous. Like what what are you doing? Yeah. Well, Tyler Chatwood, that was dumb. You know, we we look at back at that. Brandon and- Morrow was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like we could just we we could just keep naming players and just dump. We could, yeah. we could do that Rondon uh drop. Well, and yeah, and then um he uh th- the other thing about it is like he's also saying that they have some pieces that they're going to build around. I'm like, "Really? Which ones? <laughs> Which ones <are> you thinking?" <laughs> because like to me, you know, like I, I got like some of Patrick Wisdom's numbers uh, that I wanted to share, uh, his recent numbers, and you know, it's all very exciting. He hit a lot of home runs, and now they fig- now there's a book on him. Now there's a book on Wisdom, and look at look at these numbers, just dog shit. Uh, in the last thirty games, he's batting one eighty three with a two eighty eight OBP. He does have eight home runs in one hundred nine at bats, so whatever. But um, he's and so the slugging is 459, so it's not so bad. But he's, le- he's in that he's in that home run or strikeout mode. Yeah. But he but here's the problem. Fifty percent strikeouts. Fifty-six mm-hmm. strikeouts in hundred and nine at bats. And that makes you if you're gonna hit a home run once every ten three games, fine. That's great. But you cannot strike out that much. It's like that's the least productive at bat you can have in a hey. baseball game. But let's talk about uh, let's talk about how bad pitchers are. <laughs> we've got we've got normal everyday fucking players getting out there batting four times a game doing that shit. But what everybody's upset about is pitchers. <laughs> well, I'm upset. Well, that about just tells you, the, that tells you the depth of the problem, and this is where I have a hard time. Where Jed's telling me he's going to be spending money. Well, and what? Because you need a little. You need everything. You need pitching. You need hitters. You need fielders. Like there is nothing that you have. 
Like, I don't under, like, there's nothing to build around. Like, if you're telling me Nico Horner is magical up the middle, no offense, man. We're, we, we have, I just don't see how they're spending their way out of this. And haven't they said over the last, like, four years, we are going to be, the, the term they use is active in the offseason because that does not mean a fucking thing. It doesn't mean we will be signing players. It just means that they will be active. Like they're not going into hibernation. They're not going to take the take a, a long vacation. When somebody comes back and they're like, "Well, you signed Daniel Descalso. That was your only signing." And they're like, "Yeah, but we were very active. We were looking at all these different guys, and we we're doing these things, and we we're trying people out, and we we're looking at the numbers. We were very active." We just didn't get anything for our activity, and that's what they're fucking talking about here. Yeah, well, they got a lot of lot to spend. I saw Brett Taylor put up there that you know, if you'd stay at say under the luxury tax, if that is indeed a concern, it isn't for some teams. Um, it it's a standard that I mean, they literally have like a hundred and twenty million dollars that they could just like start buying players with and get it back up to two hundred. I don't see that happening. But um, and we don't know what the rules are going to be if that number is going to go up. And we saw them talk about a salary floor that might be come into play. Like I don't fucking know what they're going to do. But it's um, you know, it, it's going to be if they said also they might be active on the trade market. But and then I when they when Jed said that to all of us like an hour ago, I looked at Jared. I'm like. Who do we have to trade to anybody? Like we don't even yeah. have good players to. That, that, that's when you're like trading all the guys. That's when you're like, oh, you're not bringing back Contreras and Hendricks because yeah. that's the only two fucking guys yeah. you have that you could trade. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, maybe somebody will take Patrick Wisdom. I don't know. Maybe people are like, oh, dude, his numbers are real that he figured something out. And I'm like, yeah, those numbers are real. All right, fifty percent strikeout rate. Yeah. I mean, if dude, if somebody understands, nobody, what he's doing nobody. Wrong, Go ahead, nobody Colin. is trading for Patrick Wisdom, and that's the that nobody's trading for Patrick Wisdom. And that's the funny thing is that look, I love all these writers and 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 co writes great. Yeah, they're all great, but like when your suck is bad as you are, you got to find storylines from whenever you can grab them. So that's why you saw which one of these guys is going to be on the next Cubs team. Did Wisdom plus way into a spot? Did Frank Swindle? It's just stories, but there's no way. Uh, what call? There's no way that uh, that happened. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, I, you I think know. what Crawley is trying to say here is that if you've actually been a fan of this team prior to 2015, we have heard this. We heard this shit for a hundred years. Uh, yeah, you know it's. All these guys that show up for 12 games and they're good and they're like, get excited. Get excited about Tony Campana. Get excited yeah. about Ryan Terrio and Mike Fontenot. The Cajun connection. Everybody get excited. Like, these are not good players. They just, you know, Jeff Samarja thought he should make, uh, he wanted a $100 million deal or something like that. Because he's like, I'm the ace of this team. Without ever like thinking, I'm the ace of the worst pitching staff in the league. Like he just wasn't good. He was only good on the Cubs. So yeah. I mean he got eighty million, I think. 
and went on, and, and he had a perfectly decent career. But he wasn't the ace. He wasn't the guy. He, yeah. he, he just happened to be our best guy. Yeah. Little Yumper writes in that Evan Altman from Cubs Insider put it best. The Cubs could realistically add salaries of $25 million, $15 million, $10 million, and 10 more at $5 million without exceeding the hypothetical budget of 150 So, like, they – I mean, they have to spend. I mean, because if – you know, I, I think they're going to buy as many middling players as they can. I think, you know, I and and here's the thing. I know. The days of one Descalso are over. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting, getting five we're getting, of them. We're getting five Descalso <laughs> this year. And then, and it's going to be, and, and and I think they might play conservatively too, and you get some of these like mid-level dudes that you've heard of. And, and you know, maybe you get one superstar, like shore up your shortstop position, move Nico Horner to center. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, they're going to try some of that because Nico's cheap. So they're going to want to figure out a position for him if they can. But, um, you know, it's like they, they, but they may trade them again. You might see if they're not competitive enough in the central, you know, at the trade deadline, those 5 million, they're all going to be one year deals. They're yeah, all going to be in there and they're just going to trade them a little runs. Maybe some, maybe there's two on a two year deal on somebody. I don't know. But little Yumper said that as well. The spending smarter stick, spending smarter stick, uh, yeah. is just a cover for when they sign ten guys to one year deals that aren't superstars. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I remember that guy, <laughs> you know, or like, and then they're like, well, I guess he just had one bad year. Maybe he could bounce back to his 2017 self, or you know, somebody, somebody like that oh is what we're going to be seeing. So I know you're already. Mad I think we're going to get back to. Uh, off-season, actually, I don't know, book club. Remember when we did book club one year? Yeah. Or uh, maybe we'll watch some movies. We'll watch uh, Bull Durham and, you know, and have a uh, talk, a, a podcast about that because these fucking Cubs are going to suck. Yeah, well, they suck right now. They're they're 1-9 in nine in their last 10. They've, you know, since they played the Reds, they've only won, when they won that series against the Reds a couple weeks ago, since that series, they've only won two games. So yeah, that's hey, and they you know what? just got swept by the fucking twins. I mean, two I games, but oh, right, they they, they swept the twins in Minnesota and then they get swept in Wrigley. That's not yeah. how you're supposed to do it, it's, kids. It's stupid. And um, yeah, they're uh, yeah two and thirteen, two and thirteen since beating the Reds. That I wrote down here, and um, another. I mean, and we don't have to talk too much about uh, that twin series. Uh, Crawley's disappeared. I think he's home, so he'll probably come back on in a different form. But um, and we lost to the Twins nine to five, and we lost, and we lost to them five to four, as well. And after that second loss, I was at that game, and uh, somebody pointed out to me, "Hey, look, there's Tom Ricketts." He was out on the warning track, and I think a lot of people saw that video. It got like 45,000 views on Twitter. Oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah. 45,000 views of me yelling at Ricketts. I go, hey, Tom, buy us a team. Come on, man, buy us a team. And uh, you can't really hear what he says in the video, but, but he goes, we'll be good next year. And I was like, good, not great. That's what he didn't say, we'll be great next year. He said, we'll be good next year. So it's like, you know, that that is kind of annoying. Yeah, that's uh, again. That's another one of those adjectives that can mean a lot of things. Yeah, sounds like a lie to me, actually. Um, yeah. Oh look, Crawley's back. He's um, back. 
So, yeah, so we lose both those games. The second one was kind of close. Um, it, but, uh, you know, Alec Mills was out there. Like, there's another one. Is Okay, is he's just in the rotation or are you – Oh, you know, I, like, I, I was listening to Coomer the other day just say fucking Hendricks and Mills are in the rotation next year. <laughs> like, oh, my God, really? This is where we're at that we're totally just giving up spots to these two guys no matter what. Now, I love Hendricks. Does he deserve a spot in a rotation? Sure. He sucked lately, but he deserves a spot in a rotation. He's proved himself. He's in Mills a, does two, not. Two, two tree, though. He's, he's not a number oh, one. Oh, yeah. He, I didn't say he, he should be the top of the order. I just said he deserves a spot in the rotation. That's it. I don't know if I can say the same thing about Mills. What do you think, Crowley? Um, you know, Mills is a – look, here's the thing. He's a dependable 4-5, okay? Okay, but Crowley, this is September. We're talking next year. Right. We have all season. They have $150 million to spend, all this shit. And and you're are you willing to say this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about? Like, is Mills a, a perfectly decent 4-5? Sure. But what I'm asking is, do you think Mills has played in such a way that he automatically has a spot in the rotation next year. I mean, no, I think that there should obviously be some competition, hopefully. Um, but I thought that Mills, I mean, you know how this works. I think Mills was well more deserving than Trevor Williams. You know what I mean? Trevor Williams got to pitch ahead of him. So I, I don't know exactly what the plan is. I just know that you need – and you've seen well, it before with all. To be these fair, injuries. Trevor Williams uh, worked in on a deal, right? But but when you're talking about these type of situations, you want to have at least six or seven. For all the people that talk about Keegan Thompson, and I was there uh, Sunday yesterday. He looked great yesterday. You know what I mean? Is he going to be able to pitch 30 starts, however many starts, and then go all season? Don't know. I know that you need bodies, and Mills is a body. Is he someone I'm super excited about and believe that he's part of the future? No, he's just a guy. Yeah, well, I, but that's what I feel like. What you just said, Crawley, makes all the sense. Like, if you're just looking to put a body in there, then I guess, yeah, Mills is your guy. He's a body. He can do that. It's sad that that's where we're at, that we're automatically uh, checking off one of our five rotation spots with a body. So, I mean, that, and that, again, that's why I've been panicking all year is looking at things realistically. You don't have a number one or number two pitcher. I've never thought that was Hendricks. I always thought he was a perfect number three. So are you going to spend for a number one and a number two? That's going to run. There's your budget right there. for Yeah, you. There's, there's 50 mil right there. Yeah. Right. And who, then, and then, who fucking 50 <laughs> mil? Big deal. That's nothing. That is nothing compared to what these fuckers have to spend. But, that puts the 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 total price of your team at like eighty five million. So again, if all you needed was just two pitchers, then it would mean nothing. You could easily do that if all you needed was two pitchers. The problem is you need a lot more pieces as well. Well, and uh, you know the pitchers, uh, you know a lot. I'm like looking at some of it right here. I mean, Zach Granke's available, Trevor Bauer, which you know he's he's not available. Nobody's going to fucking touch that. I don't even think a goddamn Ricketts could uh, wrap his head around that one. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Justin Verlander, but he's 38. Clayton Kershaw, but he's 33. 
I could mm, I could John, totally see them doing Johnny. a Verlander and Kershaw for fifty million, right? Twenty five million each for one year deals just to have two guys on there who could possibly be good, but more than likely won't be because they are actually, you know, in their late thirties. Yeah. I mean, there's Gaussman from the giants right now. He's 30. He's a lefty. That would be a nice sign. Gaussman's kind of like the popular pick. And that again, it's gonna, he's going to get paid. Yep. Oh, and then you hear all these people talk about Robbie Ray. Yeah. Robbie Ray is going to be the guy. Is this the like, time we finally get Chris Archer? <laughs> there we go. Is this, is this happening finally for us? Yeah. Uh, Stroman, uh, Scherzer on a two-year deal, like it could go always, but they, but yeah, they need at least two. Oh they, my God. They, they need at least two of the, these guys to have a hot one too, because you don't have either one yet. Scherzer, so. Scherzer makes me feel like I don't know. He's he's been amazing. He's had a, a career that's been great, but man, doesn't he feel like lackey? Like if you don't have a Lester, do you want a lackey? Yeah, I see that. I mean, he's a hell of a pitcher. At least, he, I mean, we saw John Lester out there in this series. And, uh, you know, should, should, first of all, Cubs should have kept him. You know, that I think that much is off. He didn't have, he doesn't have, hasn't had a great year, but he's had a decent enough year for what he's been asked to he's do. He's had a better year than our pitchers. Yeah. Look, but, but again, when you talk about Lester, it's, it's easy to say we should have, could have, would have. The trouble is, is he went to Washington and he stunk. And then he kind of, when he came, went to St. Louis, and I think he stunk his first game in St. Louis, first couple games, awful. And then all of a sudden, something clicked when he was there. And I don't know if it was the pitching coach. He's talked about Wainwright and watching Wainwright pitch, and, and he's talked about the games that Yachty's called. I mean, does that happen if he's with the Cubs, or is he just an awful version of himself that, like Jake Arrieta that we didn't want to see? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's got a 462 ERA in 2021. Granted, that's with a few better starts uh, in St. Louis, but four six. I mean, he's only got a four one three in St. Louis and a five zero two in Washington. Yeah, you say those are terrible, but our guys are basically that. That's what they are. They're that fucking bad. So Alec Mills four eighty three ERA right now. You yeah. know, so it's. Yeah, and nobody else is probably qualified to have an ERA. Yeah, well, the the difference <laughs> is that like Alec Mills only giving you like in that game that he just pitched in against the Twins, he four innings pitched. So a lot of the times he's going out there, he's not getting out of the out of the fifth inning. None of them are. None of them give you any length. So you tax your bullpen, <laughs> and all those guys are kids. We don't even know what we have yet. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sure. I mean, sometimes these dudes like they show a little bit of a, you know, a flash of talent, and you know, like your Keegan Thompson pitching pretty good, or you know, but not. He doesn't always pitch good. You know, it's just like one of those things that you know you can't really rely on him for like this like shutdown game. None of them are that guy. None of them actually have the most impressive impressive of stuff. At least when it comes to velocity. And they're still learning the league as far as how to pitch to some of these guys because we saw Cardinals like basically bombing the hell out of the bleachers with baseballs all weekend long because they're throwing a meatballs right in the middle of the plate at ninety three miles an hour. It just doesn't play. So yeah, uh, Dominic Galoro with a worst case scenario, Lester and Arietta will be available. Yeah. So and and, and also and they, Ross will become a player manager. I think Arietta is done. I think his career is over. I think I think Lester's done too. 
I think he wanted to hit the 200 mark and he's done. I don't think in, and on his terms, you know what I mean? He hit that 200 mark, which is a mark that will not be hit very often, if ever again, by players who are not very close already. Yeah. And then the other thing is, you know, the Cubs aren't the only team that has payroll flexibility. You know, you're, you're, you're competing with other teams to get these guys. So you if know. you're the Dodgers, uh, you have all the play, payroll flexibility you could ever want. Yeah. And yeah. you have a good team. Yeah, exactly. Actually, all the teams have as much payroll flexibility as they want. They really do. They, they do. They like can they do want. whatever the fuck yeah. they want. And they so, just don't. The, and then the, the other thing that I would say about this, uh, this like twin series too, is like, you know, not the, the Cubs, they're just striking out way too much. They lead the league in strikeouts. It's like, you know, and so when they're like, yeah, we got guys to build around. I'm like, who, which ones, which, where are you going with? I mean, I guess Hap, but now he's going to be expensive. Like, you know what Hap, I mean? Like, why would you ever go with, why would you ever build around Hap? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's, because he's good for one month a year. <laughs> you know? Right. But uh, but no, they're striking out way too way too much. I mean, is Trace Thompson a guy? Like, do they want him to be on the team? Like, you know what I mean? I just I don't know which ones they mean. Is it Schwindel? Like, oh well, we got first base locked up, and you're like, do you do you Cubs? You know really? you know what though? Of all these guys, Schwindel's the only one that I'm like, yeah, we'll we'll let that guy play. You know, uh, honestly, again, he needs I, to get I, better I at defense. Him. But that's I don't know. You you give him a shot at least, right? The team's not going to be very good. That's a position you don't necessarily have to worry about. I'm just, I, I am, and again, I, I hate to keep beating on this drum. I've been saying it the whole time. And you saw it happen with Patrick Wisdom, where all of a sudden the guy just could do nothing but hit home runs. And then they figure you out. Then it's a game of adjustments. And he has not been able to readjust. And again, I don't know with Schwindel what the book is. I, they, they'll find the hole and they will do everything they can to exploit it. Schwindel, Schwindel seems to be doing a lot more than just hitting bombs, though. Like, he is, he seems to be producing hits at a different type. And, and it, was, so, it was what bothered me so much when uh, Alfonso Rivas got injured, you know, and, and Danny was like, Really? You're upset that he's injured? I'm like, Yeah, he's 24. I want to see what this kid can do. And he can make good contact. And Schwindel's been making some good contact, too. Whereas Wisdom always was kind of a home runner, strikeout kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But, but you know, maybe there is a platoon situation for Rivas and Schwindel. Maybe they do something with Ortega in center and somebody else with him, Hermosillo or something like that. I don't know. It's just, you're, you're again, none of these inspire great confidence. Could it happen? Could it work? Yes. In theory, Marge, in theory. It could work. But is it anything that you feel comfortable about? You're going to go to the bookie and put some money down on a Frank Schwindel, Alfonso Rivas first base, you know, tandem? No. No, no. no, I'm never I'm never going to put money down on that. But, okay. But if, if you're saying, who do we have to give a spot to? Uh, Alec Mills, 100% guaranteed spot in our rotation right now. Or... Frank Schwindel, 100% guaranteed spot in the lineup right now. I would rather have Schwindel. I think that that's a better call than Mills because Mills is just a body. Schwindel has been a little bit better than that. And maybe he has a Lahair year and they actually do trade him for something. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean he's already having his Lahair year. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think it's, I think we're wasting his Lahair year on this shit show of a season. But I mean, we'll see. That's what I'm just curious. As I, you know, and obviously none of us get to choose, but um, you know, it, I'm cu- I'm curious who they're going to choose because they do have position players at all positions right now. They've got guys that play those things. So which ones are they going to swap out? I'm really curious as to know. Um, Here's the thing, though. This, the the thing to me, the most striking thing that I see going to a game with my eye, and I was watching this on Sunday because I'm very good seats on Sunday, is just how bad the defense has gotten since yeah. those, obviously since those guys have left. The, the, the outfield is, isn't even fucking trying anymore. And it, to me, you know, the outfield has sucked for some time. So I guess it's not anything. I mean, you had Hayward out there. Okay. Center field has always bothered me. Left field, even when it was Schwarber, was not that great. But, man, when we would watch them play the infield, how good that was, what Javi could do, what what Rizzo could pick out of the dirt, the plays that Bryant could make. It was just phenomenal. And I'm watching these. Where I was sitting was in the first row right before the super, uh, like on the first base side. So I was really, really, really close. And you're just watching them. And they're not – these are plays, double plays I've seen turned. These are balls I've seen picked out of the dirt. And the plays aren't getting made. And now you're going to have to extend these pitchers even longer. And they're not that good to begin with. It's just that to me is the most glaring, striking thing is watching how bad that defense is. Yeah. And if you listen to the broadcasters, they tell you all the time how good Alcantara's arm is. And or how good defensively he is. Because he's not good at at the plate either. But, like, the things that he's doing defensively, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of upside that they're seeing that I, my untrained eye doesn't see. Yeah, I mean, but- Wis- Wisdom's arm's okay. Alcantara's arm's okay. I mean, you know, it's, I think it's it's above average, you know, is what they're saying. But still, it's just like you kind of want, you, you know, a more uh, all-around player like Javi Baez was, who, who now with the Mets – He's talking about, you know, wanting to stick with Lindor for the rest of his life, which you know that's what he wants. He's also uh, got a 10% walk rate. Yeah. Javi Baez, 10% yeah, now, walk rate. He's walking. He's hitting bobs. He's got like 100, 150 OPS plots or something since he went. He's doing great. But the Mets, he, and, he's, and he's booing the fans. And he's, um, I mean, well, and he didn't help the Mets win. The Mets are not going to make the playoffs. I don't think that was the Cardinals are. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it looks like the Cardinals are. It's half our fault. Oh, so just, fucking Cardinals. Um, so the only other person I want to talk about, like, specifically and kind of is, like, another guy who they're selling us as the closer of the future was um, fucking Hoyer, who's had a few bad outings now this weekend. He had a bad one against Minnesota. That ended up losing that second game. And then uh, he had two kind of crappy outings against the Cardinals. And – he gave up five runs and only pitched one inning, uh, five hits, one home run. I mean, yeah, it's just it wasn't good. And so I don't know if I trust any of these guys. That I mean, the you know White Sox. I mean, he's got a nice arm. I mean, he throws hard, but it's not like he's throwing a hundred. Well, you know? yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's a kid. He's he's you know he's only been in the league a couple of years, so. We'll see. Maybe he ends up being like a stroke type and, you know, we end up, you know, using him. But like, 
you know, this is it's all growing pains. That's kind of the point I want to make. That we're just gonna have to watch these growing pains from these guys who have some talent, and hopefully they straighten some shit out. And that's but, what I keep telling people: is there is no turnaround next year. If you think the Cubs are supposed to be competitive in twenty twenty two, you're 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 deluding yourself. You're 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 delusional. You're kidding yourself. You no, they're not. Take a look at the Cardinals. But see, the thing that frustrates me is I look at Milwaukee. And their pitching is phenomenal. But you take a look at their position players, it's kind of like, meh. You know, they're not that good. And, and they've literally run away with this division. Yeah. Yeah, no, it didn't have to be like this, you know. And I think Milwaukee is playing, first of all, they, they're playing five games ahead of their Pythagoras. So you get, you're going to have to thank Ratface for a lot of that stuff, Council, And, um, you know, and the Cubs have completely underperformed for – like three or four seasons. And what did Jed say to us at the season ticket all the day thing? What did he say? He goes, I, I felt like we got, I mean, and it's like we fell too in love with our guys, but we, what was it that he said? I actually, well, he was were, talking about essentially what happened is that they believed in these guys. They did everything. They watched these guys grow. They watched them develop. They won in 15, 16, 17, but then he was talking about the same thing. We, we've known and Theo's yeah. talked about it, the broken offense. He, he said they were stubborn. That's what he said. He said they were stubborn with these guys. That's the word he used. The you know in twenty eighteen they 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 didn't hit any runs, um, you know in the in the game one sixty three and in the wild card game I think they had one run in each game maybe, and then yeah. you had twenty nineteen where the offense faded away, twenty twenty they faded in the uh, postseason couldn't hit, and then I, you know, I I think the front office was stubborn in their approach too. They looked at the broken, the quote-unquote broken offense, but what we all saw, the three true outcomes not working out for them, they still, I think I think they fucking believed in it until the end. I think they just said, you know what? They all have the right angle. They all hit the ball the right way. You know what I mean? It's just going to happen. That's what the numbers guys are always just like. It'll happen. The numbers don't lie. It'll happen. It'll come around at some point. And I feel like they just believed that for so long. And honestly, it it didn't not happen. It's just that nobody was on base ever when they did it. You and know? I think, but if we took a look at it, 2017, you made it to the NLCS. You know, you're four games away from the World Series. Uh, and then 2018 happened. And, and you just wondered... I, I truly believe because Theo said it, the offense was broken and they were trying to kind of figure some things out and they did get pitching. That's the year that they got Darvish and Chatwood and Morrill. But then I think in 2019, Theo was frustrated when they collapsed at the end of 20, uh, 2019. You know, that, that I think something happened after that Morrill and uh, Darvish and Chatwood thing where the, the, the pocketbook was closed on them. Oh, I, think they, I think they realized they needed to fix it. And by the time they realized it, again, they had just come off three NLCSs and they made it the postseason in 2018. I'll be at the wild card. But by the time that they realized it, that ship with the Ricketts and sale, they were not going to be spending any more money on free agent signings. Remember, we were all excited. Were they going to get Bryce Harper or Manny Machado? Those were the two possibilities that existed. And so you were taking a look. You were going to put, okay, we could put Machado, Machado at third and put Bryant in the outfield, you know, and he'll be center field, and it's going to be great. Yeah, we, da, da, da. 
Yeah, we thought we were going to get everybody, and then now, you know, we're we're lucky if you know they. Jock Peterson seemed like a a big move for them now. Like they're oh, we got you, Jock Peterson. He he won a championship. Um, yeah, it's I it's it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, the I don't I don't see them making the big splash this year. I don't see them making the twenty five million dollar signing and and locking up, you know, unless they can you know get somebody on a deal like you know. I don't see him bringing back any of the guys that we want him to bring back, like, you know, Javi, for example. Um, oh, I, I don't think – that that's another I, funny fucking thing that I keep seeing. All the Cubs fans thinking. Well, oh, they think, we're, they're, think they're all coming back. No, they're all – they love Chicago. It's so great here. That's the best place in the world to play. We're all coming back. Nobody's fucking coming back. Look, they can love – the fans, they can love Wrigley Field. But you know what they don't fucking love? A shitty front office, a terrible ownership group. Like, why would you do that? Like, you you could go, imagine going to work and be like, man, this building that I work in is amazing. But then when you get inside, your boss is a dickhead. It's like, I don't give a fuck about the building. I'm leaving. Yeah. Unless he gives me way more money than anybody else. Well, speaking of speaking of leaving the ballpark, I mean that's that's pretty much all the Cardinals did against us. I mean, first of all, I mean, pisses me off. I mean, how much does everybody hate Harrison Bader? I mean, that freaking greatest American hero looking motherfucker pounding the ball. Lars fucking Newbar. What the hell? Okay. Like, how, they got a guy. They're going back to back. They got like six guys with thirty home runs now. They're just like you know, it, the, Paul uh, Paul DeJong's going deep because he always does against the Cubs. And uh, and well, who's the guy? O'Neill, the Canadian guy, who's like wearing a jersey three si- three sizes too small. <laughs> and he's I, like, okay, good. You noticed what I noticed? Yeah. No, I, I it, said it. Look, is at his it ass Mark left- McGuire, their fucking hitting coach? Yeah. And it, because it was- there's five Mark McGuires in that goddamn lineup. And I don't think – I think they might all be riding mopeds to the stadium every day because that – those dudes just don't – they don't look right. They don't fucking look right. And to have them all on the same team and Mark McGuire's the goddamn hitting coach and whatever the one dude's – like dad was a fucking bodybuilder and now he's a bodybuilder. O'Neal's, yeah. O'Neal's dad, all this shit. Uh, it's not fucking passing the eye test, people. This is this is not 1998. We we know what we're seeing. Yeah, but it's it's amazing. Like guys like Lars Newbar and DeJong are like going back to back. They went back to back twice in that game, in the one that they won 12 to four when I was on the rooftop. And uh, by the way, I did want to mention something about that rooftop. I mean, it was the second game of the doubleheader that I went up there. And I've been to the, you know, the rooftop up in the left field corner that the Ricketts don't own. We've all been to that one. Wrigley View? Wrigley View. And it's great. And the food's good. They got Buena Beef. I'll say this much about the, the Cubs rooftop. The, they, it's, uh, it really stepped down as far as the food offerings went. They, I, I was not impressed. Like, they just had, like, you know, hot dog, brat, chicken sandwich. But, like, there was nothing special about any of it, you know. It was like a macaroni salad in a cup. I mean, they they had a few more choices for beer, like, that you could get. But it was like, you know, everything was just, like, Lay's potato chips. Nothing was, like, a higher-end brand of anything. It was all totally homogenized, low-end ballpark food. And for 200 
And there's better food in Wrigley, which is saying something because the food at Wrigley sucks. So what I'm saying is that for $250 that they charge you to go up to that rooftop, that's supposed to be special. You're far away. Um, You can get premium beer inside too. They don't have a great selection at Wrigley Field. They don't, but um, it's better than it used to be. It's better than it used to be, but I'll say this much. It's not worth it. It is not worth the money. So uh, I I don't recommend if you're going to go to one, go to Wrigley View because they actually still do a good job uh, if you want to go to a, a rooftop. But we had fun up there. We got, as I said, I've been drunk for <laughs> like three, four days straight now. Um, Do you want to do any of the poems? Sure. Yeah, I, have, do, I have some poems here. Um, we could skip you know, the Twins poems. It's been too long. Okay. And before we get started here, I do want to, give a little shout out to the quad city river bandits, uh, my hometown single a team. They're the Kansas city Royals. I believe they're on the chopping block for, uh, the minor leagues that are going away. They won the high a, uh, championship just the other day. They, they won the championship they beat and they beat the Cedar Rapids colonels, which is actually the closest team to me. Out of curiosity, is, were they a Cubs affiliate at one time? The quad quad city river. Oh, a long time ago. They they in uh eighty like eighty three, eighty four era, they were the Quad City Cubs. And then they were the Quad City Angels, and then they were the Quad City River Bandits after that. And then for a while they became the the swing of the Quad Cities, which everybody made fun of. Uh and that was the team do you guys remember the movie Sugar? Yes. About the the Puerto Rican or Dominican ball player that came yeah, that was Dominican. shot. Yeah. yeah, that was shot there with the swing of the Quad Cities uh, hmm. back when they were doing that, and then uh, and then everybody hated that name, and they switched back to the Quad City River Bandits, and the now they are uh, they were uh, Cardinals affiliate for the swing uh, time frame. Uh, that was when my son actually grabbed the World Series trophy, uh, and then there was also yeah, then they were the Astros, and now they're the Royals. So, yeah, they they like to switch the affiliates because they don't want people getting too loyal to those teams because it cuts into the so so is their theory I think that cuts into the fandom of uh, the the major league team. So I think they just keep switching the affiliation because they they don't want everybody getting a little too comfortable, you know. But Iowa Cubs have been Iowa Cubs forever. Well, um, the 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 AAA's seem to stick. That seems to be the same for a very long time, but the the lower levels, all it is is the it's the ownership trying to get a better deal somewhere else. Yeah, you know. Well, give us so. a poem. You 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 must have uh, written something about Justin Steele's uh, serving up a plate of meatballs. Hey, a quick message from our sponsor, the Spotify Green Room app. What are you doing at eight p.m. on Thursday? Well, here's what you should be doing. You should be listening and participating with the Sunranto Show's weekly room on Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. It's free to download and, and use. You can talk to me and other fans and athletes and insiders in real time. It's free. It's an audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to big news, rumors, and, well, the games themselves. Talk to other sports fans, insiders, and athletes and executives just like me (laughs) and uh, join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on our podcast. 
Yes, that's right. We will be releasing our Spotify show on the podcast. So you can participate in any discussion we are having on there. We're going Thursdays at 8 p.m. And it's a place where the Sun Ranto Show can talk about some extracurriculars around baseball, around the Cubs, around Chicago, around how we're feeling. And you can join in the conversation. It's awesome. And it's free on the iOS App Store. So download the Spotify Green Room app for free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the baseball group. Follow Sunranto Show, and then you'll be notified when the room goes live. But I'll tell you, it'll be Thursdays at 8. So join us, Spotify Green Room app. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Back to the show. All right. I don't even know where we're at here. We're also sorry, just, sorry to everybody listening at home. We're getting clicks and pops from. Somewhere. I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah. I'm going to jump out and then just see what happens. Okay. Um, so, okay. Give us your so, poetry, Wadsworth. Cubs poem 153. This is the first game of the doubleheader. St. Louis eight, Chicago five. Little league rules. Rickets are fools. Steel got stolen. Cards keep rolling. Thirteen runs, seven innings. Cards keep winning. Red Hap over Blue Hap, Cubs played like crap. Yeah, yeah. No, the, I I don't know what to say. That that first game, uh, you know, just it it did. I don't know that we can talk about these games that much, other than what we've already said. And Fucking yeah, super, superhero, uh, Marvel superhero body men came to Wrigley and hit baseballs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I give you a few highlights. Like, I mean, Alcantara did dump one into the basket, so like that's nice to. It would be nice to see him hit number the, number four on the season. I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not necessarily. I mean, I don't know what their plans for him are, but you know, it's nice to see the younger guys succeeding because, you know, who knows? Maybe we get something here. Um, but yeah, Justin Steele was not a good game for him. You know, he's those 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 balls. They were. I mean, they were such meatballs. Yeah. I, I like rewatched it. it was like right there. I'm like, dude, you cannot throw it there to these well, guys because that was too far. That was mainly in the fifth, though, right? Like beyond that, he wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, and I, the Cubs, the Cubs did kind of try to come back on this one. So like, it was you know they had that five run inning where they made it a little bit more interesting, but you know. yeah, where uh, and I think that's where. Was Hap still in there? See, I get so confused about these games because it was like the fifth inning, but their fucking starters already out because they only need four innings out of a starter. Then yeah, know. and Steele went five, which is fine, but he gives up the three home runs and six runs. Like so, and then Nance came in in, in in the one game that you could have easily pulled him in the fourth because of how long because the game how was. Long they, I know at the same. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why are you letting them? You know, like it would have been. I mean, if if you, I don't know if you even got somebody that you could use for that fifth inning besides steel, but you know, giving up the two runs on a, a home run Goldschmidt, you know, and then, um, and so, but then you come, it's only two, nothing by the time it's, by the time it's eight, nothing, you know, you kind of have lost that game. And then, you know, if you get the five runs in the sixth and that was kind of good to see, but like, you know, well, you the, get, okay. So you get the five runs in the six. Great. Oh, there's only seven innings in this fucking game. Yeah. So now we need three more in the seventh in order to win it. But, uh, may, I mean, I doubt they win. 
a nine inning game. I mean, I'm, I'll put that out. It is 95% they're going to lose this game. Yeah. But that 5% required a few extra innings. So. Yeah. Well, even the games, they even, I mean, they were winning some of these games for parts of the game, Saturday and Sunday, and um, couldn't couldn't pull it out so they don't have the goat they don't have the horses they just you know like even if you're winning in the seventh or the sixth or whatever you're like oh we don't have enough to get through the whole thing though you know you just don't have it oh yeah and that happened later in the series so then game two that was that was the real rough one where they scored 12 to 4 uh, yep, score, here. Score the four Davies. Davies sucks so bad. I'm so sick of Zach Davies. I really. Do you want me to him back? Do you want me to read yeah. this poem here? Yeah, yeah. If it if does it have Davies sucks in it somewhere? It, it does. Good. So one Cubs poem one fifty four. St. Louis twelve. Chicago four. Second game doubleheader. Wrigley just got redder. Davies throwing Swiss when he needed cheddar. Cards with all the home runs, Cubs with the Schwinsdom. Defense looking shitty, Ricketts laughing at fandom. Yeah. And that's a shitty poem, but that was a shitty game. Yeah. Um, yeah, at, at least I was getting drunk on champagne on a rooftop. That's all. That's the only good thing I can say about this game. Um, this was the last game of Schwindel's hitting streak. So what did, what did he ended up with? 13 games? 13 games. That's pretty good. good. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he was, he was doing it all ways, uh, all different ways, but I don't know. Um, I, I, I honestly, I hope he has figured it out and I hope he's got a spot somewhere. It doesn't necessarily have to be with the Cubs. Uh, but I hope he's made a, a, a a name enough of a name for himself that maybe he even gets traded somewhere and he fucking plays and he can hit 280 250 like that's a fucking that that's a fucking win for this dude like yeah. he's making he's made more money in this last month than in his entire career as a baseball player for 6 7 8 years whatever it's been mm-hmm. yeah so the 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 thing that pisses me off about this Cardinals offense is like you know when, when you've got like Harrison Bader like almost hitting for the cycle, when you've got Lars Newbar just freaking crushing baseballs, and I'm like, where the this guy's not even a real person, let alone a baseball player, and 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 you're gonna get beat by Lars Newbar like it's this is embarrassing. That was an embarrassing game for everybody, and um, you know, it, and it's funny like uh, freaking um. It, that's another tweet that went viral because I was like, here's a list of pitchers I don't want to see pitch next year. And it had one guy out, it Zach Davies. And like, seriously, I'm done. I'm done. And and I even talked, I, I was actually uh, texting um, uh, or tweeting, um, DMing with uh, with Cole Wright because he was enjoying me ripping on Zach Davies. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, anyway, it was, it was, it was pretty funny. I mean, I mean, he, he He's got to be out there polishing that turd in public, but you know he's watching the same thing we are. You know what I mean? He can't come on stage and be like, "Oh dear God, are we terrible? What a dumpster fire of a baseball team!" But you rest assured, Cole feels this way. <laughs> you know, he in the his deep down heart, and you know, and he'd be an idiot to not feel that way. We wouldn't be watching the same thing we're watching then. Um, so uh. 
anyway, it's just it's just uh, rough. Um, you know, the the Cubs had some t- some uh, chances in this one. Bases loaded, nobody out. They, you know, oh, they, they have screwed. become that bases loaded, terrible team again. Like a good outing for the Cubs with bases loaded, no outs is one run. Like yeah. that's all they do. Yeah, they can't. They can't do. Uh, they can't do more. Um, uh, this game was so bad. Sergio Alcantara pitched. So <laughs> that gives you oh, the idea. It, it, and that was another. That was one of those that Coomer was talking about. Like he pitched and he was just throwing it nice and easy, eighty-eight miles per hour. He could throw that ball, just flipping it up there. It's like oh, because he's got this cannon of an arm. It's like we don't care. Yeah, the guy has to be better at the whole game of baseball. This yeah. is not a who throws hard game. Yeah, de- defensive replacement at shortstop. What? No, just have a good shortstop. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's, that's not how that works. <laughs> or teach him, teach him a good left field so he can put that fucking arm on display throwing home. Yeah. So. And then, uh, oh, yeah, they honored John Lester at this. They put up, they, well, you know, thanks for your 200th win, which my, came in a my, Cardinals jersey. I was like, oh, are we just going to, like, blow sunshine up? Oh, my my next my next poem makes fun of that. Yes. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll give you the next poem. <laughs> we lose game three, eight to five. What's the poem? Honoring Lester twice was just stupid, not nice. He was Lester Day. Can we look at today? Oh, it's Lester on the mound. At least zombies took him down. Cubs with worst ever toot bland. Ricketts hates the fans. Flip old Tommy the bird. Cubs, or sorry, cards with a record. Because this was the, the game that they broke their all-time winning streak record. Yeah. Uh, and um, I don't know. I'm just trying to get, uh, I'm trying to rip on Ricketts in any way I can throughout. But yeah, that whole fucking like, Honoring him for his two hundredth with the card, fuck that. Yeah, no, it's 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 not. It wasn't fun. It wasn't good seeing him in, especially in that stupid ass powder blue fucking uniform that they wear on Saturday. You know, it, it was it just sucked to see him out there in that. You know, the Nationals. I didn't mind so much because I kind of like the Nationals because um, of Johnny and um, but the Cardinals. Like that's just uh, it hurts to see that. Um, didn't yeah. enjoy it. He ended up going five. He struck out six, um, which was better than Adrian Sampson pitched. So, <laughs> and um, yeah, Bader was st- still hitting home runs. Man, that, that felt that that dude seemed like he was running around the bases all fucking game. Like he loves hitting at Wrigley Field. It pisses me off so bad. It's like he's like a he's a third round pick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this this isn't supposed to be feel so awful. Those those guys have. I think they have four players over 30 home runs right now. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler O'Neill hit his 32nd in this game. Like, you know, mean, it, meanwhile, the best we could get is like Lester walked in a run, <laughs> you know, Cubs did score five. I mean, you got doubles from Willie and Alcantara and half doubled in Willie and that, you know, they, Cubs yeah, they, they score. got to him a little bit, but not enough, obviously. But then it was like kind of a comedy of errors in the eighth. Uh, Hoyer sucked. Hoyer sucked, gave up three runs, and you know that was we already talked about him kind of not oh, being nails. Well, that that toot bland. I want to talk about that fucking. Are you kidding me? You're gonna get a pickle going and pull off a double play 
on that yeah. bullshit. There's two, guys running all over the fucking field. They get two rundowns going on either side of the field and fucking get them both. Yeah. Come yeah. on. This, that is straight up little league bullshit there. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, that's the, and it's the defense and the base running. I mean, you know, the, these are, it's, it's all bad right now. You need all the players. You need all new people. <laughs> it's just it's, like, it's that's ugly. the worst two bland I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I literally, I've never seen that. I've, I've been watching baseball a lot for quite a while. I've never seen all those guys just get out there and get lost. So bases were loaded? No. Guy, uh, uh, no, I think the bases were loaded. There's a guy in first and third at least. Well, Bodie was at third. Yeah, and And he was trying to go home. But he turned around. But he got in the rundown. And then... So it must not First, have been bases loaded. You have to run home if it's bases loaded. It's forced. You know, just there's nowhere else to go. You have to. So it yeah, must but not then have been bases loaded. No, because then they would have. Yeah, it must. It couldn't have been. It must have been first and third. Somebody could fucking tell us. I don't know. Or it, maybe it was just a guy on third, and the guy running to first went to first, and then started running to second because they were in the rundown, and then they fucking got Bodie, and then they threw over and got. Yeah, yeah, Robert, Robert Sanchez, first and third. So then, yeah, they get Bodie, and then they fucking throw over, and they get the other dude in the fucking rundown. And I, I, I was like, I was losing my mind. I was walking out of the room. I was so fucking just angry. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like there are certain things that happen that make you ju- literally jump up in your own living room and scream like you're so excited. And then there's other things that happen that make you just want to quit watching baseball forever. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was ugly. Um at least the the, the bleacher bum band had a good <laughs> gig afterwards. So at least at least I enjoyed myself um but that day and that's when we jammed out and stuff. But yeah, it was ugly. Then the the Jong Homer kind of put it away. Hap Hap had a solo shot, but you know, nobody on base. So didn't help really too much. Lose eight five. And then um yeah, Patrick Wisdom got caught looking, and that was the end of the ball game. Uh, game four poem was at Hold this on. one with my cousin. But and, anyway, and Crawley I, called, it, called it a night. It was him crackling. So, yeah. and I, I got, I have one, but I just realized that I didn't put it over on Reddit yet. So, okay, all right. So, St. Louis four, Chicago two. Final game at Wrigley. Hell season twenty twenty one. Cards sweep the Cubs on a 16-game run. Ricketts hate the fans, just selling ticks and beer. No product on the field. Wait till next year. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Just got fooled again. Losing never ends. Yeah. Cubs lose 4-2. Keegan Thompson, he pitched pretty good in this one, I thought. It was okay. It was, you know, I mean, here's a guy, I mean, Every game that they're out there getting experience is helpful to the team. It just is at this point. And, um, you know, he did give the, the home run to Goldschmidt to start the scoring. It was one nothing, And then uh, Alcantara hit a double and tied it. Um, Bodie had a sack fly. That was it for the scoring for the Cubs. But um, then, right. Harrison, then Harrison fucking Bader again. You know, At no point did up. you think that that fucking 2-1 – lead was going to No, hold. yeah, you never thought that you were going to win 2 to 1. Yeah, you knew the Cardinals were they were either going to need to need to score more and win by more cuz you knew the Cardinals were at least going to score four runs. 
Um, yeah, Bader tied it uh, with uh, off a wick with a homer. Um, Hoyer, wild pitch with the bases loaded. Then now you're losing 3-2, and that's all they really needed. But then he uh, fielded a ball. I mean, it's kind of hit back to Hoyer, and then he could have come home with it and saved maybe a run because the bases were loaded. But instead, he kind of bobbled it and um, got the out of first. But um, then there was a weird-ass play in the ninth, and the Cubs kind of were doing a fake rally thing. And I don't know what the hell. It was an infield fly, basically. Schwindel, the, it was first and second. Schwindel hits a pop fly. Arenado slips and falls. And um, uh, the ball's not caught. But the, the infield fly rule had been called. But it was a comedy of errors anyway. And they tagged everybody out again. <laughs> but instead, somehow... Uh, he got to they had, they got to go to second and third. Like I was like, well, I'm like I'll take it, but like they're That's, all yeah. When the umpires don't know the rules, you just want to like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. Schilt went out there and got tossed. Yeah, and then and he, uh, he, he had a good he had a good point because but was, he, he was right. <laughs> he yeah. was right, and he still got tossed. So they were. I mean, that should have just been the end of the game right there. I think. It, it really should have. Um, so, yeah. So if people are wondering, once the ump and one of the, it only takes one ump calls the infield fly rule. At that point, any runner advancing is on their own. They're on their own. So, like, you can't, at that point, Arenado could not catch it and then go throw back to second and get the double play force out like that. But if the guys are running, if he picks the ball up, they can go tag whoever the fuck they want. And they did. They tagged and both they did. They tagged them both, a double play, another fucking toot bland, and yet they get away with it because somebody called fucking, like, timeout or some bullshit. Like, yeah. I still didn't get that. But even if they call timeout, like, why do they get to advance? You know, you know what I mean? Like, right. They, At the very least, they should have gone back. Back to, to where they were. Second. Yeah. Just like a duo. I mean, exactly. That was the weirdest play. And I, it had us all scratching our heads out there in the bleachers. <laughs> it's very and, and there has never been more, like, contentious false hope ever. Yeah. Then you're sitting there and you're like, oh, maybe they could win this fucking game. Like, now all they just need the base hit or something. And like, oh, maybe something's going to happen. And then, uh, fuck it. It's, yeah, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if they would have played it under protest. You know, I, there, I mean, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't exist anymore. Protests have been taken oh, you, out. Oh, really? Okay. You cannot play a game under protest anymore. So there were two outs, and then you still now it looks like you have a chance, and then Ian Happ struck out on three pitches. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the end of that. Yeah. No, Artie says sorry. Artie says the second base ump called timeout. Yeah, so, so weird. I, it, it, so the, the third play, base ump called infield fly. Second base called timeout. So, third went to market, and yeah. uh, this little piggy stayed home. This now, <laughs> the, yeah. So now it's the last week of the season, and um, 
Yeah, the last week. We to, mercifully, I'm, I'm so fucking done with this season. And now I get the only good news I can give everybody is that the Cubs are 12 and four versus Pittsburgh this year. So it was, a, the, we got a shot. We got a shot. First season, first season since 2013 that the Cubs had a losing record at home. Yeah, it's just, it, and, and it's just getting worse. Like, we had a little fun with the Schwindy City and, you know, Wisdom broke the record and stuff, and now I'm just done. I don't need to watch any more of this, but I'm going to – anyway, there's only six games left, so might as well watch them. Um, uh, see – Hey, Sunranto listeners, one final plea for you to please join our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early and ad-free, and you help the show stay on the air. Um, What more can I say but that without you, our sponsors, we are basically doing this for free and you're stealing from us. (laughs) Uh, No, you are. Um, Because we only get about a penny a download for every single show that gets downloaded. The money is crap, and, um, you know, we've got lots of expenses. We've got our stream yard. We've got our website. We've got uh, tickets that we have to buy and events to throw. Uh, we've got microphones and headphones and selfie lights and all sorts of um, the expenses. Like, I can't even tell you about the expenses that the Bleacher Bump Band incurs. That's just about as much as doing the show. And... Um, You know, we can't do it without you. So, uh, very frankly, um, join our Patreon campaign, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Sunranto, and you will help the show stay on the air. If you don't join our Patreon campaign, not only will you have to listen to annoying ads, um, but you'll have to listen to me begging you to join our Patreon campaign, which I know can't be all that enjoyable. I know I don't like doing it, and I wouldn't do it if we had enough patrons. So, um you know, it's it just like, please just help us stay on the air. That's all I can say. Um, 10% of the money goes to the Lost Boys program, and we help kids in Chicago play baseball on the south side, building our community ever stronger. Um, it, it's like, I, I don't know what else to say. If, if, if that's not enough to, to get you to come on or just say, hey, buy each one of us a beer per year for doing this show at the $3 level. If you like the music, $5 level. If you want a free calendar, the $10 level. You know, I, I I don't know what I don't know what, what else to say to convince you to do it. It's just that if you don't do it, that it, it it's like okay, oh, all right, all right, buddy. I guess you don't have a dollar. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. If you'd give a dollar to like a dude outside of Jewel who's asking you to help buy a sandwich, you know, then you should give us a dollar to us uh, uh, because we do a lot more than just stand there. You know, so that, that's all I could say. It, please just support us. Um, patreon.com slash sunranto patreon.com slash sunranto patreon.com slash sunranto support podcasts support music support us and thank you here's the show again the uh, pirates are 58 and 97 and they just lost uh, three of four to Philadelphia and then they had a, a makeup game with the Reds today and they lost 13 to one that was in Cincinnati and then they had it over here um, just a couple of numbers for the Pirates. They're last in homers. They're second to last in OPS. Um, however, they don't strike out a lot. Fifth fewest strikeouts. Cubs are still number one. And do you know that they have 63 more strikeouts than the next, than the second team, who's the Marlins? 63. It's like three full games almost of strikeouts. Yeah. 
it's not quite three games, but it's it's heading towards three games. Um, at the average amount of uh, walks, uh, uh, Cubs have actually less bases on balls than the Pirates, which is ridiculous because that's a young team. You know, you would expect them to not walk, but I mean, well, the Cubs have a young team too, but. Um, below average stolen bases, and they've scored the fewest runs in baseball. So, <laughs> been a rough year for the Pirates. Um, their pitching's bad, uh, but it's you know about what the the Cubs is. I mean, they got a five oh eight ERA. Cubs have a four ninety four. It's not that much better. Uh, the the Pirates have the third worst bullpen ERA. Cubs have the fourth worst. So this just could be a shit show. Um, and uh, the Cubs though they still are second in strikeouts. Pirates are average. Cubs have given up the most walks in the majors. The Pirates have given up the third most. And uh, the Cubs have given up the third most homers out of their bullpen, too. So that's pretty bad. Um, And the Pirates' defense is okay. You know, it's not great, but they still have the second fewest errors in the majors, which is kind of surprising for a young team. And uh, both of the teams um, are in the bottom third when it comes to the defensive efficiency ratio. Um, here's the weather. It's going to rain tomorrow, but maybe not at night. I saw it was going to clear up 75 degrees down to 50, 72 down to 49. It gets cool. And then 44 degrees on Thursday at night. Um, are all these games? I think they start at weird times, like 540. Oh, really? Yeah. So that- five, yeah. 535. They're five, all- oh, because yeah, they're at 535. Of course. Yeah. Cause that's just. Well, 6.35 in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is starting a little early. And uh, they've really only announced their – they might have announced it since I've looked this afternoon, but um, Alec Mills is going against Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller's 5-11 and 11 with a 5.96. We were talking about Alec Mills being number five starter. He didn't look good against the Twins last time. He Mills has one start against the Pirates. He gave up five through 5.2, which isn't good. But the Cubs won the game 6-5, to five, so – uh, the pirate, the the um, the pirates actually hit him well. I put up the numbers. Um, Colin Moran's got a dong, and he's five for nine with a double two. Um, you know, so he he kicks the shit out of him. Brian Reynolds kicks the shit out of him. Cole Tucker kicks the shit out of him. A lot of big numbers. Uh, the only one that doesn't do well is Ben Gamble, who's the uh, poor man's Jason Worth, in my estimation. And then. Keller, uh, he's given up four runs in the 14 innings he's pitched against the Cubs this year, and uh, he struck out 19 in those 14 innings. Mitch Keller, of all people. <laughs> and uh, But Ian Happ uh, has two dongs off of him, so maybe maybe he's he's my pick to perform. Um, oh, and my then, God. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> and then Hendo's going out there in game two. We don't know who's going out for the Pirates. Justin Seals going out there in game three. And, you know, I don't know. Hendo, I mean, he's kind of limp. This is the worst I've seen him pitch. You know, have you seen, have you ever seen Hendo pitch worse? Like, even when he was coming up. No. And again, I hate to fucking talk about everything that Coomer talked about. Uh, some of you have already heard this shit, but um, he and Zaidman, I believe, were having the conversation about whether or not. The fact that these games don't matter, it's the first time in Hendricks' career that the games haven't mattered. Yeah. And if that's fucking with his head, like a closer not coming in in the ninth, 
sort of a thing. Like he's out there and it's a little harder for him to focus because he could fucking throw a no hitter and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it must be hard to stay focused and, but you have a job to do and you would think that you would want your numbers to be as good as possible. And he's never really struck me as the guy that like needed the pressure or yeah. needed the, like he always seemed fine one way or the other. So, and, and the, the meme forever has been, you know, Kyle Hendricks has no emotion. You know what I mean? So if that's been the meme through the whole time that he's, you know, been under pressure, now that he's not under pressure, we can't now go, well, I guess he needed the pressure. Like he can't handle himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's even, even keel. And then, but he hasn't pitched well against Pittsburgh. I looked that up. He's, 19.1 innings pitched against Pittsburgh this year, and he's given up 18 runs. Did he uh, – were, were those all in May? I don't know. <laughs> they were all before June 1st. Let me look. Because we played Pittsburgh a million fucking times. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it looks like two, like two of the bad ones were in May, but there was a bad one in September. He gave up six runs in September to Pittsburgh, but we won seven to six. And then uh, in May he gave up six runs as well, and a five, uh, and only went five in a loss. The only he, the best he did was uh, three three runs through seven. That's the best he did. And and in that game he gave up three um, solo home runs. So, you know it, he didn't pitch good. So uh, and then Key Brian Hayes himself has two homers homers off of him. I saw in nine plate appearances. Um, Last game, Justin Steele, he wasn't great in his last outing. Gave up six runs in that game one of the doubleheader um, in the, and um, only three Pirates have ever seen him. So, and they're all zero for one. So there's really nothing to say about it uh, besides that. And then we got the fucking Cardinals again to end the season, and uh, I'm sure it's going to go j- just about as shittily as it did this last week, except it's going they'll probably clinch in front of us or something, clinch their wild cards. How many games are they ahead now? Because they've, they must, they're really pulling away now. Yeah, they are. Uh, Cincinnati is, uh, has a one for a wild card elimination, and so does the Phillies. Phillies, yeah. So, yeah, so, it's, uh, it's going to be the Cardinals. But Cincinnati's won four straight. The Cardinals, unfortunately, though, have won 16 straight. Yeah. Fuck them. Like, this is ridiculous. They're going to get in. No, they're uh, going to beat the Dodgers. They're going to have to play the Dodgers, and they're going to fucking, I don't know. Can, and then they're going to they beat the Dodgers? And then they're going to play the Giants. I mean, it's either the Giants or the Cardinals, because, like, they're, they're still separated just by a couple of games. What is it? Just one game? The the uh, Giants, no, two games. Two Dodgers games. are two games back, so that could still be a thing. I, I, do they? They don't play each other anymore. I don't think. Uh, I don't I'm, I'm looking. Let's see. I'm I'm looking to see who the Dodgers have. Uh, the the Cardinals have the Brewers. The Brewers just clinched, so now they're gonna like roll over for the Cardinals. Oh, so so we're gonna end up with uh, a Brewers Braves fucking. NLCS, 83 and 87 wins. <laughs> yeah. The, the Giants uh, have the Diamondbacks and the and the Dodgers have the Padres. So, Amazingly, that's an even that's an even matchup because the fucking Padres has like nobody has ever 
fallen apart as badly as the Padres have in this year. I don't think like that is amazing. One thing that's kind of interesting is that the Brewers finish on the West Coast up against the Dodgers. So they could literally, it it could be a situation where they play those three games and then the Brewers, you know, just have to stay there. No, they, it it could be. Oh, no, no. Well, no, it it could be. It it could be. Yeah, it could be. As the, the Dodgers the would, Cardinals would have to finish with like 20, 21, 22 straight wins or some shit to do that, though. They're still, I mean, the Cardinals are still seven games back. Hold on. Six or seven games back. Let me look. The Dodgers or the Giants will have home field advantage in the wild card game. Yeah. So, well, for for sure. But uh, yeah, the, the Cardinals are seven games back with six games to play. I don't even understand how that makes it. How is Milwaukee not clinched? There's six. No, they did. Did Milwaukee clinched? Didn't they? Oh, okay. So they. Oh, they did. They did. They did. They did. Okay. Yes. They. They did. Well, I get confused with the fucking Y and the X and the bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it postseason or whatever? But. Yeah. Either way, it's uh, you know the Cubs need two wins. Uh, Eric write, writes in uh, and Dominic, do they get to sixty nine wins or lose out? Um, and uh, is a sixty nine win season? I think you you can get your two wins against the Pirates. You know what? Fucking lose out to the Pirates. I don't care. And then get seventy wins by, by sweeping, sweeping the, the Cardinals, Cardinals at the end. end. Yeah. I would be okay. Everybody in the chat who's still with us, uh, let us know. Is it better to have 69 wins or sweep the Cardinals to get to 70? So just just chat in there, and, and I'll kind of count them up if we continue. Well, for, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the 69. I just I, – I need a fun number in my life. But, yeah, I don't I, – I would love to um, – Eric yeah, Wade Ginter says 69. Artie says sweep. We're one one. Well, what, what the nice thing about sweeping the Cardinals at the end would be Tom that, Cooper wants to just forfeit the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, it just stop playing. Just stop. <laughs> it. Just stop it, guys. Right? They're not playing at Wrigley anymore. Just fucking quit. Yeah, just quit. That actually quit. happened back in the old days, like the first year of the National League. Uh, they had to get rid of teams because the teams were just like, "Yeah, we're out of it. We're not playing anymore." Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, just quit going to games. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't pay us enough to go out there. So um, I, I uh, did want to, uh, uh, well, I guess we should uh, take our temperature. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think we get two wins and we get to the 69. I don't know how they're going to come, but. We are, let's see, we are at. Oh, oh! By the way, Cardinals have been at sixty-nine losses. I know this whole time, for sixteen games. Yeah, for two for over two weeks, they've been at sixty-nine <laughs> losses. Just, just in our in our face, in our face, in our. Uh, it is yeah. really. Yeah. It's so sixty-nine in your yeah. face. Yeah. Well, that's a nice temperature. So if we're gonna take our tech to, our, our rectal temperature, I think I'd take a sixty-nine degrees. You're- I'm going to go Cubs get swept again. I think it it pushes to nine straight losses. 
Nine times. Nine losses. Nine. Nine times. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, a couple of announcements. Uh, for- oh, okay, Artie says lose all the pirate games and win games two and three versus the cards for 69. Okay, yeah. I can get down. I can get down with that. So they go to 10 losses straight, and then they win the last two games of the year for 69 wins. Yeah, and the last day they finally pull it out, and, and Ben Zobers comes <laughs> back for one game and try, just for- to strike out Yachty again. They did you just say they pull it out for the sixty nine? Yeah. Danny, in the sixty nine you don't have to pull it out. No, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. You can just <laughs> stay fine. in. Just do whatever you want. Just let it go. So uh Ronnie Woo Woo's eightieth birthday is going to be held at Cubby Bear from Speaking six of a guy who's never pulled out. From six to nine <laughs> from six to nine PM on basically Halloween. Saturday, October 30th. And I talked to, I don't know who that woman is that he's always with, but her name's Janet. And she invited me to his birthday party and said, invite who you want. So I'm inviting everybody. I say, we all go to Ronnie oh, Woo's birthday. Um, 30. Oh. I, yeah. Saturday, the October 30th, 6 to 9 p.m. at Covey Bear. It's going to be in that like private room, like where Joe Madden did the shot in a beer and stuff. It's going to be in that room. And uh, Bleacher Bum Band may go up there and do a couple songs. I'm not sure, like, if they're set up for music up there or not. She's going to find out. So uh, if you want to come to Ronnie Wu's birthday, I just, like, get in touch with me. I can put you on the list. You know what I mean? So go sunranto at gmail.com. And uh, we go to <laughs> go to Ronnie Wu's 80th birthday. I think that's just weird I, enough to be fun. You know what? I, I fucking really want to do that. Yeah. Uh, like, unnaturally want like think that that would be fun i don't know it's if a, i can pull it off but yeah and uh oh yeah uh already asks is is woo a halloween baby yes ronnie woo, woo was born on halloween so his birthday is actually the next day and it's also a costume party so she's like costumes optional but <laughs> i'm like wait well, wait 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 what's ronnie gonna wear if it's a costume party, because yeah. Ronnie wears a costume every day of his life. Yeah. Can you imagine? He, he, he just like dresses in a polo. He looks like Jed Hoyer all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> he, he just wears normal shit. Yeah. I was thinking of trying to think of Halloween costumes today. And I thought it'd be really funny to actually go as Ronnie Woo Woo, you know, like, but I was like, well, oh, yeah. And then, and then Danny goes, oh yeah. Blackface hasn't been allowed since the nineties. No, I, I wouldn't have done that part. You know, I just get a, <laughs> I just get a woo woo that I know not to do that. Jesus Christ. But, uh, no, but then I, I had a, um, an idea that I, I think I might, um, get a bunch of like L's like blue L's and then dress up like Jesus and then put like on my tunic, on my Jesus tunic, I'm going to put L's all over and I'm going to be going as biblical losses. Ah, there you go. Yeah. I like that. It's pretty good. Yeah. I think that would be a, first of all, be fun to dress like Jesus. Very, you know, loose, that toga feeling like that's, you can underdress that if it's cold, you know, so, you know, don't lie, Danny, you feel like you dress like Jesus every day. Yeah. Well, when my hair was long, I kind of was Jesus. I was, I was doing that character for a bit, bewildered middle-aged Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. If you remember. <laughs> like COVID had hit, and I was like, I'm bored at home, and I started like doing like TikTok videos as bewildered middle-aged Jesus. I, I never really took off, unsurprisingly. 
but it was fun. So, uh, yeah, so that's happening. Um, Ronnie Wu's birthday. And we're going to do the unconventional, too. Uh, we got Cubs caroling in December at some point. And I think we're the unconventional we'll do in, J- in January. And then. Okay. Yeah, and I think we're doing the 11th. Or we're, we're tentatively looking at 11th, December 11th for the caroling. For the caroling. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good day for it. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll figure out something in January. So we're just going to keep doing shit uh, regardless. So um, the the team may have packed it in and fucking but we, sucked, but we are not the team. Yeah, we are not the team, and we will. And thanks to all our Patreon people sticking with us all this time, and uh, you know we keep we keep making shows, and we have a we're going to do our Spotify Green Room show just as a reminder on Thursdays at eight o'clock for a, a couple of more weeks. That's when we're going to talk, and that's going to kind of replace our midweek show. And for right now. And honestly, I mean, for everybody who's who's not tuning in, I get it. But, like, whatever. But, man, you're going to miss out on some good things. Uh, two weeks ago, like, we, we just ended up on this rant talking about fucking uh, rock and roll and old rock and roll and, and what bands we liked. And then uh, last week, we got to listen to the Bleacher Bun Band rehearsing. So they got to, they played a bunch of their songs and we got to hear the, the in between song like banter about like, I, I think you could have been a little faster on this or a little louder on that. And, you know, I liked what you did here. And then let's try this thing again. And then they do it again. And honestly, it's, it's fun. Take your mind off the game a little bit. But what I'm saying is green room is much less structured and you never know what you're going to get from that show. It's a different, it's a, it's a different animal altogether. So please find us, download the green room app, find us on there and, uh, follow jump in. Sun, Sun Ranto show follows S O N R A N T O S H O W. Yeah. That's and it. you get a chance to come on and talk. I mean, yeah, you get, yeah, we can bring you in. And, Maybe uh, if our shit's working. Sometimes our shit's not working. But. Yeah, yeah. The the app has been a little bit buggy. It's kind of new. So, but um, but either way, yeah, I enjoy it. It's it's kind of nice to like you know, kind of have that different kind of conversation over there. We'll be doing that for the rest of the year as well. Um, yeah. Eric says, I hope you guys will be here all winter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we put you know sometimes we skip a show by you know at the uh, around Christmas or something when the ho- or Thanksgiving for when we get busy with the holidays and stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, for the most part, we're going to be doing it once a week, you know, all the way up until uh, spring training. And then we'll get off to 2022 season. Nobody's um, I, ever talked about less for longer. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, I, 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 I love the offseason episodes. We, we don't barely talk about baseball at all sometimes. We don't even have to worry about the fucking games. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and then, uh, dude, I, t- I did have one more announcement. I'm trying to remember it. I'm gonna as soon as we hang up, uh, forget it. I'll I'll uh, think of it. But if but if um, uh, let's just move into TFCs, and I'll remember what I was gonna say before. I didn't write it down. I was like, fuck, what was I just gonna say? Let's do it. Well, I got two of them. What do you got? A bunch. Yeah. So, um, so uh. I, I tweeted out, here's a list of pitchers I don't want the Cubs to sign. Zach Davies. Uh, David Kaplan uh, wrote in uh, Trevor Williams. He'd be somebody that he doesn't want to see uh, to sign. But Bill Johnson said, honestly, hope we sign Arietta. I like him better because he's unvaccinated. 
I'm like, oh my god, what is wrong with you, Bill? What is wrong with you? No shit. What the? Bill, go away. And then uh, I made a joke on Twitter because I saw a guy with a jersey that said "Bread Man," and I and I took him a, a a picture of his jersey, and I made a joke. I am the bread man. They are the bread man. I am the rocket. Goo 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 like the Beatles song. But uh, North Park Garage wrote in and said. Yeah, Blackhawks Twitter like three years ago. And I was like, so I guess like I'm like, they, I'm like, like wait, he wore a Cubs jersey to a Blackhawks game and then they, the exact joke got made? Right. And then they, they said, I am the Rocket? Yeah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm, I was confused. I was confused. Yeah. So what do you got? Um, well, I got this one coming off of uh, Reddit. Um, did the Cubs do any stadium giveaways this season? And uh, a couple of the responses, several leads were given away throughout the season. Uh, more than several, says BearFan34. And then uh, opposite I9155, absolutely the entire fucking team. So. <laughs> yeah, there's the, your stadium giveaway. They're all given away. Um, and it's kind of pathetic, but like – I went to the season ticket holder thing today. They gave us uh, those uh, re- those uh, replica scoreboards, which would be great. We'll use that for a future raffle or something like that. It, and, um, and oh, was, speaking of that, uh, you got the chia beard thing going on. Yeah, I got the chia beard. I, that's what I forgot too. Um, yeah, we get, we got to do a scavenger hunt. Last week's scavenger hunt, but I'll, I'll think of it in a second. Okay. Um, the uh, but I I got a U Darvish bobblehead today. <laughs> the thing I was like, <laughs> Jesus, it's so pathetic. It's so annoying. Is he okay? What's it look like? Cubs uniform? It's like Padres super, uniform. Like Super U? Did I even? Oh, here it is. Uh, here. Super U? He's not even in a uniform. He's he's wearing no. He is. He's wearing a Darvish uniform, but he's like got a cape or something. Oh my god. So I'll be giving this away at a future date. I hate everything in the world right now. I looking know. at that. So, and then, um, all right. So I, I got more uh, TFCs here. Um, oh, you know that that's not a TFC. This one is. No, wait. It's this one. So Taylor McGregor, um, t- she um, tweets out two obvious shirts. Simple Frank can hit about Frank Schwindel. Right. And I was like. I was like, you know, I, and the reason there's a TFC for me, uh, a flexing cube, is because that's not a good obvious shirt, Taylor. That's a stupid. I mean, that's not a good shirt. <laughs> Quit bothering Joe. Frank can hit is not. That's not going to be a seller. Like that's not a good idea. Wait till you have a good idea, Taylor, and then tweet at obvious shirts. Yeah, the last game of the season. Let's Frank can hit. I don't Frank know. can hit. Yeah, it's like I'm. Yeah, and again. If Crawley were here, he'd be fucking kvetching all over the place. Like, sure, Frank can hit right now, but yeah, we don't know that Frank will continue to hit. Do you got another one? I have one more. This one is, uh, again, from Reddit. I've been loving this team since the trade deadline, to be honest. The starting pitching has been rough, but otherwise, this team has been fun. They weren't supposed to be winners. And the fact that we have anything going for us at all for the future is huge. And then uh, writers of Brohan, CEO of the Schwarber Defense Task Force, says, 
Yeah, it's always fun to have no expectations because the team sucks. It's just a loser mentality. It is. That was his response to that guy. Yes, and and Stickle Backridge is exactly Tom Rick's wet dream. Yep, that's the fan that was here forever. Just like, oh, well, the, the season's over, but it's fun to have something like interesting to watch. Look, and it's I've not, said it on the show. It's not interesting. Enjoy it. It's fun when these things happen, but don't fucking act like this dumb numb nuts like was like something for the future. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about with the future. There's there's no future wearing pinstripes right now. Yeah. I mean, after they lost to the White to the White Sox at the end of August, and then they went on that little uh, winning streak. Like that's not even pr- impressive. They beat the Twins and the Pirates for Christ's sake, and then they have yeah. not won. They won two or three from the Reds, and then since then it's been total dog shit. And they've won only won two games in two and a half weeks. Yeah, so it's been terrible. Like I said, you can have fun on wins, and you should. You should enjoy them, but don't look at this team and actually think like this team's going to, this team is going to come back next year and they're going to be one year older and better. No, (laughs) they're going to be one year worse somehow. Um, Unless they spend, like you said, he would, but we, I don't fucking believe it. I don't believe it until I see it. until I see some freaking, uh, you know, ink starting to be put on the check coming out of that checkbook, you know, that I don't believe it. Um, okay, here's here's my last, my final one. It's um, from Twitter. Rispy Business, good friend Melissa. She said, saw this on my walk today, LOL. And uh, somebody was decorating in Chicago here, and they have a tombstone that says, here lies the Cubs season. It died without reason. <laughs> it really did. They just lost all these games with, for no reason, and then it was over. Yep. Oh, it it 100% died without reason because you keep you Darvish, you sign another fucking pitcher, and you keep the, you know, like, you make one last run like you could. This team, lest we forget, were in first place. They were in first place without you, Darvish. They were in first place after being historically terrible in the month of April. They were the fucking worst team we've ever seen. They stormed back, made it back to first place. No hitter. Yeah. Ruined everything. And ruined everything. Everything went to shit after that. But like it went to shit because just the cracks that we were seeing just, they couldn't, you know, chasm. They became chasms. Right. And, and it all fell apart, and we didn't need that to happen. Like, this team easily could have – they could have added to it. There's no fucking re- – the, 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 the biblical losses are a lie, people. That never happened. It never was going to happen. Uh, the, the Ricketts are lying to you. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. It's bullshit. They fucking could spend – they could have, and they didn't. They dumped everything. And this season, this fucking last six games where we're like, hey, maybe they could get to 69 wins. Like, fuck 
all of that. Yeah. That's because of fucking Tom Ricketts and Todd Ricketts and the fucking fascist Ricketts out in Nebraska, whoever the fuck that is, and Joe Ricketts, the racists, and all these motherfuckers just thinking, you know what? Maybe we're going to fire fucking 100 different people over the offseason, over COVID. We're going to get rid of fucking people. We're going to get rid of this. We're going to fucking raise the beer prices. We're going to do everything we possibly can to alienate our fucking fans. We're going to make this the worst goddamn season that we've ever had so that we can save a little bit of money because we don't want to go over a fucking luxury tax. Billionaires! $26 billion you sold your fucking company for like a year and a half ago. Fuck you. I lost $26 <laughs> yesterday walking across the street. You know what? I didn't fucking sweat it. Fuck you. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> and on that note, um, that was, a, that was a quite a nice rant. I, and uh, during the rant, I remembered what I wanted to tell everybody, which is that... <laughs> Which is that this next Sunday, I want to try to do a Ranter Roundtable, you know, and get, like, a lot of people. I'll see who we can get. And I think we might do it right after the game. Like, I think we might do, like, a, just a post-game thing. I, I don't know what time the game starts, probably about 2 o'clock or something like that, because they always make them all start at the same time on the last day. Um, yeah, when does that game start? And I have it right here anyway. Um, looks like, oh, it's in, I got to switch months, uh, two fifteen. So then it would probably be about five fifteen, five thirty. We'll try to go right. You know, it'll be after the bears game and, but before like the Sunday night football, you know, kind of when people probably want to watch that too. Yeah. So, um, um guy, guy serious just tweeted this out to obvious shirts. So Joe's now getting this in his inbox. Cotton. Is it wrong? That's that's my, that's my obvious shirt from Joe. Obvious. So uh, and then I, I need to think of a uh, a scavenger hunt. You know, so let's do it for the whole week. You know, uh, God, what should it be? Uh, oh no, no, go to Aldi if you have an Aldi. Hopefully you do because it's it's October. Do you know what that means? It's schnitzel and pierogi season at Aldi. I bought a shitload of them. I had schnitzel and pierogi today. They're fucking amazing. Go get yourself some Aldi pierogies and take a picture of yourself with them. And then, you know, tag daddy in it. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> the Pirates pierogies. Yeah, it's true. They have racing pierogies. So it would make sense. So eat some pierogies and, uh, yeah. Oh, take and a they're, so, they're so good. I am not, I am, I am not steering you wrong. Go to Aldi, get the fucking pork schnitzel, the chicken schnitzel, the the fucking schnitzel schnitzel, the pierogies. They're all fucking good. And how about for St. Louis? Oh, and uh, just say say bad things about Harrison Bader (laughs) and tag me. Yeah, let let's let's get uh, the PED Cardinals thing going with yeah. Harrison Bader or yeah, something. Harrison like, Bader and, and with the other pick, guy. Oh, O'Neal. Photoshop Harrison Bader on a moped <laughs> with the tagline mopeds. Yes, please. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> rip on Harrison Bader or O'Neal. You, you can, you can rip on either one of them, tag me and you will be entered. We got a fair amount of people in this contest to get to win the, the, the Kimbrel head. So, um, Wonderful. Um, so the, I guess that's the show. And um, I guess, yeah, this is a show. Spagog. That's the show. That's the show. 
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.